What we're going to do is we're going to have the person who has the card come forward, and we're going to talk about how light has come into this world. And while we read traditionally passages from Matthew and Luke from the Gospels, light actually came into this world according to our story from way back in the beginning. And we want to remember and recall that light has actually been there all throughout the very beginning as well as will be there all the way to the end. And so we've chosen some passages that reflect a broad scope of light coming into this world, not just at the Christmas story, but at the Christmas story in context with the whole of the story. And so our first passage is from Genesis, and we're going to read that. And here's what I'd love to invite all of you to do. Around these gold tables on this side and that side are three candles uh, in the middle, Three is a very symbolic representation of the presence of God, the presence of Christ. And there are some non-lit candles on the table there along with some matches. And we have about four passages and four reflection questions that are going to take us through the movements for tonight. At any particular point in the service, you feel like this is actually touching or important or pressing We're going to ask about where does light need to shine in government and family and something pops into your head and like, oh, this place in this world is just so dark. It really does need light to come in there. And I would invite you to just stand up on your own time, on your own accord and just head on over to the tables and just light a candle in that memory and that thought and that sentiment. And uh, the hope and the goal, of course, is that by the end, all the candles will be lit, and we will express together that in our story and in our presence, light is still coming into this world. So we'll read a passage. We will reflect on a question. And at any time during that something ministers to you or touches you or you feel like this is really important, please, no hesitation, just head on up, grab a match or however you want to light the candles, of course. And let's begin to fill this room with even more light than that there is. Last, over on this side of the room are some communion elements. And there may be a moment where you just personally need to be reminded of the light and the presence of Christ in your own life. The light and the presence of God and the spirit in your own heart. And you want to remind yourself of that by taking communion. Um, We're going to invite you to also participate in communion in that way. You can head on over and grab a juice and grab a piece of the bread. And be reminded once again that this is a birthing story that ends in a giving up of somebody's life. uh, The body and the blood that was shed and broken for us so that light can continue to come. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Thank you all who, for those of you who grabbed green cards to participate, we're really thankful for that. And uh, we'll, I'll lead you in the yellow cards um, as we go through. So if you have card number one and card number two, let's hear the very first instance of the coming of light in this world. Genesis 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, The earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light 
from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be light in the dumb of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years and let them be light in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth and it was so God made two great lights the great the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth to rule over the day and over the night and the to separate the light from the darkness and God says that is what good it was good and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day I think many times we consider light coming into the darkness and that contrast of light and darkness and that absolutely is there but the beginning of our story is something beautiful where light has come to bring order and beauty, wonder, amazement, creation, and goodness. For our first movement tonight, I'd love for you to just consider, where in your life do you see evidence of this? Let's begin to take stock and consider and begin with a sense of God has done something wonderful and beautiful in my life in this world. So where is that evidence of God creating light, creating order, creating beauty, creating wonder, amazement, and goodness? It could be a family member. It could be a job. It could be the fact that we are even all alive and have breath. It could be the freedoms that we have. It could be the prosperity that we have. It could be our health. It could be the very fact that we even know this God who loves us so. 
So take a few moments and just consider, where do you see this evidence of light coming? And a reminder, if this moment you are grateful, light a candle and be thankful. Revelation 21, 22 through 26. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. People will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations. So the beginning of this story starts with this God that creates this amazing light. And the end of the story is that the light is ultimately going to once again overcome. And I'm sure in this day and age, as throughout all history, you can think of governments, nations, businesses, families, individuals, all sorts of places and circumstances where God's light really isn't shining in the way it needs to. And so for this next movement, I would love for you to consider, where do you hope for this light to shine? And where? Where, does it, where is it needed? Where is God's light desperately needed? And just like we read in the ending of the story, that that light will overcome. So too are we participating in the beginning of the ending of that story. By celebrating today, by following in the same path of that light, we are bringing forth into this world the light that we know will ultimately and eventually win out in the end. So take a few moments and just consider where... Does this light need to shine? How can we continue to shine that light stronger, brighter, more passionately? And perhaps you need to light a candle to remind yourself that the light is moving forward. It may not seem that way. It can seem that there's some parts and moments that are dim. But the light really is moving forward. But there will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with a joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, 
Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Uh, this passage that we read um, almost every year, this beautiful prophecy, as we call it, about the coming of this child is actually a very disturbing and disruptive passage. I mean, if you pay attention to those words, we're talking about war and boots and nations and governments and powers. Um, These grandiose, huge nationalistic themes in this passage of Isaiah and about how all of those things are going to be overthrown by a child. Kings and kingdoms and fortresses and palaces overthrown by a child. When we consider uh, that particular story, um, it is, it's, it's, a, it's a grand interruption in our expectations. You expect people of power, people of authority, people of influence, people of affluence to be the ones to ultimately disrupt the way the nations and, and rulers and kings work. Um, but this story is a complete disruption of that. It's unexpected. And so for this next movement, I would love for you to consider where has light shown up in unexpected ways? When were you surprised at how the light appeared? You were not at all expecting it to come through that avenue, this way, by that means. But upon reflection, upon looking back, upon taking care to carefully consider those movements, it was completely unexpected but it was exactly what was needed for light to be shown. Maybe it was a layoff. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you had a disappointing piece of news in your family. And that surprise moved you to a completely new place that you just never would have moved before. Loss of a job prompted you to consider your your passions, your heart, in ways that you never thought about before. Where has light shown up in unexpected ways? And where were you surprised at how this light appeared? Take a few moments and consider. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heaven your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your judgments are like the great deep. You save humans and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. All people make take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. The theme of light and love go hand in hand throughout the entire scriptures and goes hand in hand in this story. Um, In the book of 1 John, the writer starts off with this idea that God is light. And then the second half of the book, second half of this letter says God is love. And he's constantly going back and forth between this light and this love and love and light and light and love really go hand in hand. And so that's why when we sing about love, we sing about light. When we sing about light, we sing about love. 
And in this passage is one of the most um, beautiful kind of phrases. It's in your light that we see light. I'm reminded of C.S. Lewis's fairly famous quote that I believe in God as I believe in the sun, not that I can see the sun, but because by the sun, I can see everything else. And I think in our last movement, I think this is the one piece that if you could walk away or take away, how do you see this world? What do you see about this world differently now as a result of having experienced and seen and felt God's light and God's love? How do you see it differently? How do you understand your place? And how do you even understand the state of this world differently as a result of knowing God's light and God's love? So what do you see more clearly? How do you view yourself? I think it's very easy to forget how we view ourselves. And then if you embrace, truly embrace this story of God's light and God's love coming down, you see yourself and your place in this world in a whole new way, in a whole new fashion. And you even see the state of the world very differently. You see those moments where God really is moving and active and redeeming. So what do you see more clearly? As a result of the light that shines, how do you see, what do you see more clearly, more vividly, at a deeper level with greater understanding as a result of God's light? Heavenly Father, during this time in the season, we just are so grateful and thankful to you for coming into this world as light and as love. And we don't just celebrate miracles and history. We don't just celebrate the gifts of love and of belonging. We celebrate the entirety of the story, how you've revolutionized history, how you've revolutionized our souls. You've captivated us once again because of your undying love, because you shine light, because you created this world good, and all of that amazing, tremendous power completely surprises all of us, coming as a vulnerable little child, dependent, crying, weak, And through that, you changed the world. And so we do praise you and honor you and bless you in your name. Amen.